0: Maybe someday it will be the star of its own Star Trek movie. <laughs> it Could be.
1: Turn left, go straight. It'd be nice to think that, wouldn't it? Yes. Turn right, straight.
0: You can spend all of your time playing Fruit Ninja. <laughs> all right, welcome to. <laughs> Eight minutes. Eight minutes on high. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, better hey, every hey. week. <laughs> I am a mess. What can I say? Um,
1: I'm Max. And I'm Zach.
0: See, I remembered my name today. That's
1: good. We're we're on a positive note. Today is September fourteenth,
0: twenty thirteen.
1: Just after our anniversary of nine eleven. Just after our anniversary of nine eleven, which went
0: relatively calmly. I don't want to say nothing happened, but mm-hmm. it, there there weren't any. Major uh, catastrophes that are going to haunt future political elections. Yeah. uh. Um, Oh, I have to do this. I wanted to do it on the air, so there's my sound of my wine. Finish the bog.
1: Well, it's been another interesting week in the news. You have to say it was dominated by Syria.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I thought you were going to say it's been a quiet week in Lake Really (laughs) It really hasn't been. You want to start? You got some? Well, thoughts? I thought it was a pretty
1: interesting turn of events to have this peace initiative pop out of nowhere. And what do you think of that?
0: You know, I, I, I had been thinking about it. And, and I, I thought about the fact that I had said that I was supporting the attack. And as my week went along, I felt worse and worse about that. Because one of my big lines is war is bad. And, and it's a horrible situation because whatever we do, we, we either kill people to stop them gassing people or we don't kill people and they continue to gas people. And generally – I know it's stupid, but I really think you got to try everything you can do to not have war. That said – You'd like to see the big guys, which generally we are, uh, stop chemical atrocities, you know, perpetrated on children. So uh, I was just torn up. I also thought that Obama had kind of put himself in a box in this. And who but Vladimir Putin would (laughs) offer him a way out? Yeah,
1: who would have (laughs) thought?
0: And as I like to say, Putin is a dick and all of a sudden we have a chance to uh, get the, these chemical weapons to be handed over now my second thought was well it's it's all just an opportunity to hide them and he's working with his ally Assad but there's John Kerry said you know it has to be real and verifiable and they've got a week And the Syrians, who had not been signatories to the Chemical Weapons Convention, became signatories, Mm -hmm. I think, Mm -hmm. So
1: I I don't uh, see a downside. Yeah. I mean, the worst that could happen is we're back where we started.
0: Exactly what I was going to say. Then Putin wrote uh, Mm -hmm. an op-ed, which both sides of the American political spectrum widely panned, and I think he's just sort of trying to be relevant.
1: Well, uh, Syria is, quote-unquote, their ally. They do a lot of financial business with them. So it, yeah. he, I'm sure he doesn't want a escalation of the tensions in that country, and also getting rid of the chemical weapons is definitely in his best interest because a, a failed regime in Syria could distribute those among all sorts of groups that uh, are also not friendly to Russia. And they have this Chechnya thing going on and terrorists and stuff right, right. on their border. So I, I don't think they're real interested in seeing those chemical weapons distributed. So all in all, it, it's if they can get rid of the chemical weapons, that's really good uh, without firing a shot with just saber rattling. That's a plus.
0: And I was reminded a little more about the War Powers Act, which... Oversimplified is the president gets 60 days mm-hmm. to run the military before Congress has to do what is in Article 1 of the Constitution, which is declare war.
1: Which, or authorize
0: it. Or authorize it, right. And we talked about how that's just not been done since World War Two. Mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting that he, as a constitutional professor, maybe he was trying to sort of put some usurped powers by the president back in the hands of Congress. It'd be
1: nice to think that, wouldn't
0: it? Yes. I think I'm naive.
1: I don't know, but I would like to think that. I think as a senator, he kind of was a little bit outspoken that they were going a little bit overboard. And as president, he's tried to use it in a limited way in Libya and was very explicit that he was being limited.
0: Right. But... He's also – the question is, Is he, would he have it both ways in that if he did not get expressly authorized, would he have just done it anyway? And what would that have done to the Constitution?
1: Well, I think that, and that that's an already settled issue. I mean the president has that power for 60 days like you said.
0: Well, what I was thinking tonight was if you go to the Congress and ask for permission mm-hmm. – and are expressly refused, Mm -hmm. there ought to be a law that says you can't. You
1: mean like if you went to the Congress for funding for, say, like a uh, paramilitary group in Central America, like Iran, Contra, or the Contras, that? uh, (laughs) and they said absolutely not, that if you went and did it, you might be impeached? Hmm. Right, because you would be doing something illegal, (laughs) in fact, that Ronald Reagan did.
0: Yeah, I knew where you were going, and, and I, I heartily approve of going there.
1: What's they say, uh, I use sarcasm because beating the shit out of people is general. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but that, that should hold true for Obama as well.
0: If, now, if, if he had just fired missiles and said you know, it was a necessary response, everybody would have got over it as far as politically in this country. But I do think that if you go to the Congress and say declare war or something along those lines – and the Congress says, fuck no. You got fuck no.
1: Yeah, and the way you'd get around that is come up with another event or issue mm-hmm. and do it because of that. Right. You know, I, this is what I was going to say before, and, and I wanted you, your your opinion on this, and, and I've been thinking about it. It, it kind of reminds me of, you know, Monica Lewinsky and, and Clinton in a way. When you know everybody's watching you, why the hell would you do something that would get you in trouble? Well, yeah. why did uh, what's his name Hassan, use the chemical weapons? I mean, he knew everybody was watching him. He knew there was this red line. He knew was there was some really big downside here. I I don't understand the motivation of why he well, would go about doing that when he already has I, military superiority. I saw. I watched part of his interview with Charlie Rose
0: and uh, i've been paying a little bit of attention and uh because they were inflicted on a specific location that had been somewhat successful in repelling his army Mm -hmm. and were not afterwards because they left he he gained territory by using them
1: well yeah I, i can understand that but you got to look at a, a full equation and downside. I mean, the United States is not beyond using the, its full military might and, and air power to essentially ravage your Air Force and any surface-to-air weaponry you might have and reducing your command and control to rubble within weeks. And you know we'll do it.
0: Well, no, see, that's that's the thing. I think the, the answer to, to that part is he didn't believe we would do it
1: after invading Iraq and Afghanistan and doing what we did to Libya. Why wouldn't, why wouldn't that be pretty much on your mind regardless of what might be going on right now?
0: Well, because he might believe that we were sick of war and that the defensive stationing and weapons that the Russians had sold him, uh, were more sophisticated and could bring down American aircraft and therefore might be something that this president didn't want to
1: endure. Well, we wouldn't send American aircraft in there till we had used the missiles, cruise, cruise missiles, missiles to, to totally devastate that. And then we'd use stealth, which even with the Soviet stuff is only going to be marginally effective. And yeah, maybe you would shoot down a plane or two, but you, you would have no Air Force. You would have no runways. You would have none of that. And it, uh, your command and control would be severely... What's the degraded? Is, is that Compromise, compromised? Yeah. Uh, the United States is not somebody you want to fuck with. And uh, I just... Right. I, I mean, you're, you're right. Maybe he said it's a bluff. But, boy, you are really putting an awful lot on it. Well, yeah. It, I think it was a calculation. And... We
0: were talking about Russian laser-guided defense missile systems. Mm -hmm. From what I heard, uh, a higher grade of military defense than what had been available to the Iraq government.
1: Mm -hmm. Still not going to shoot down a cruise missile, and they are fixed placements. Anything that's a fixed placement is history.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying I'm right tactically or strategically, but... I'm saying he could have made the miscalculation. Yeah.
1: I don't know. I just find that an interesting calculation to have made, given given what you're up against and being that you're winning. I mean, it's pretty much accepted that he's currently got the upper hand in this uh, internal struggle.
0: Right. And people have said that he's used chemical weapons 35 times. I didn't mention that because I don't know that that's true. Yeah, I don't either. But it's, uh, there is a case to be made that he's only turned the tide since he has started using chemical weapons
1: yeah i haven't i haven't heard anything that tells me that that's true so
0: yeah yeah i'm
1: guessing but anyway i just thought that was interesting it's it seems like a pretty uh, risky move
0: yep um so you didn't see the interview with charlie rose
1: i saw snippets
0: he seemed rational mm-hmm. and intelligent and uh, I don't know, you know, well, he's
1: Western uh, educated and people had a lot of hope that he would be a, a good influence and move them towards a more democratic type of government. But
0: right. And, and when it came time for his country to experience the revolutions of two years ago, he could have said, all right, it's time for democracy, like they sort of kind of did in Egypt. And here's another thought that that I had, which I haven't fully researched and researched at all. I remember something in the back of my mind, high school history, about the French Revolution that I believe someone said was true in a lot of revolutions, which is that they go through at least two stages, that there's a purge and then there's a reaction. And if you look at Egypt – there was a purge, and now there is a reaction. And I just think that typically, ours being different, that just because a government was overthrown doesn't mean that the overthrowers are capable of governing. Mm-hmm. Well, I think he would have been smarter to work out something with the protesters. I think maybe it's a it's a miscalculation again. But I think generally... Democracy. You know, the United States, particularly in the Bush administration, was always saying democracy is better. But, you know, you don't always get the democracy you want. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, it takes a certain amount of leadership and maturity of a society, I imagine, to handle democracy. We're not handling it real well right now. (laughs) No, it's
0: true. (laughs) Uh, the, The powers that be, particularly moneyed powers, I think, are finding cracks in the system and creating cracks in the system, and we don't know. You know, the United States is an, ex- an experiment. Mm-hmm. We don't know if it's going to work. Uh, there's there's this whole thing which I didn't want to bring up about the recall elections of mm-hmm. state representatives in Colorado, mm-hmm. um, who voted for their uh, constituents who wanted stronger gun laws. You know, mm-hmm. 15 bullets is enough at one time. And they were recalled by an active campaign by the NRA Mm -hmm. in the middle of their terms. And uh, this recall idea could be a bad process for democracy.
1: Um, Well, I mean, each state has their laws, and that's built into their laws, and it's something that you have to accept as part of the ground rules of taking the office. However... This is the problem with the single issue voter that I've mentioned before. Right,
0: but what's happened in Colorado is not it's a combination of single issue voter and low low turnout. 13% well, of, of the voters turned out here. Yes, I know. And they were the passionate motivated. Right. Ones.
1: That's that's the single issue voter which tends to be the right. passionate nut. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that's 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 just the fact. Uh, but
0: one way to get around that would be to say, "Absent malfeasance, you can't recall a, a duly elected official."
1: Well, and they do that in many states.
0: Right, and, and I'm in favor of it. You know, let let democracy play out here. Let's let's uh, not be impatient if a person is serving honorably, even if you disagree with
1: them. Yeah, I I tend to agree with you there. Uh, I'm just uh, playing devil's advocate. Yeah. Um,
0: Oh, boy, I got got a lot of topics here, (laughs) and I don't know where to go next. Um, One thing I wanted to bring up, and this is – but we never talked about, as far as I recall, the hunger-striking prisoners in Guantanamo Bay, Mm -hmm. and I know that's a huge topic. We have something – reporters have have stated, and I believe it to be true. Can't prove it. uh, Something on the order of 80 prisoners – who we know are innocent, who we've been holding for over 11 years, who are on hunger strikes because they don't see that they can ever get out. We may have created them to be future terrorists by abusing them, them being innocent people. Mm-hmm. And now some people are saying we're abusing them by defeating their hunger strikes with forced feeding. Mm-hmm. Go.
1: <laughs> Go. Well, Guant- Guantanamo Bay is uh, a tricky issue. And in general, we handled it badly, but I'm not sure. We were trying to create uh, a new set of ground rules on the fly because this is kind of the first non uh, state war we've had with this distributed network, and we didn't know what to do with it. Right, and we kind of.
0: And I would, I would challenge the word "war." Okay. I think that that this could have been dealt with, not necessarily the war in Afghanistan, but what George Bush, lamely called the war on terror, mm-hmm. by RICO statutes. This September 11th to me was an organized crime.
1: And you can you can use that internally into the in the United States, but you can't use that externally. And these are all. Pretty much, as far as I know, external people that were mm-hmm. caught in the Afghanistan war or the Iraq war or you know picked up off the street in Somalia or something during culvert operations. Right. So right. it's not RICO work would work great for internal, and that's for what, American citizens. And that's what you can use for uh, uh, Boston bombers and uh, that sheet right. that uh, bombed the you know, World Trade Center uh, parking your, lot. Your booty, yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But outside of the United States, RICO doesn't really do you any good. So they had, they said, okay, so what do you do with these people that uh, uh, you think are threats to the country? You don't have a actual flag war going on uh, and you catch them. That was the question. I I think they handled it badly. There has to eventually, even for non-U.S. citizens, be some kind of due process uh, to... uh, to uh get with it but uh uh, hunger strike i don't think this is the first one that they've had yeah and um i i think that actually i I think force feeding them is okay but you needed to uh you just you still need to solve the problem you haven't solved the issue right and and so they need to solve the issue what they're going to do with these people
0: I just just to be devil's advocate, on Melissa Harris Perry's show a uh, few weeks ago, they did a segment where they suggested that force feeding is torture. Yeah. That it's physically and emotionally painful.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, but, uh, do if you you walk into somebody's uh, cell and they are hanging there by their belt, do you try to you know cut them down before they die? Yes, of course. Okay. So this I, is just I, I a think, slow motion suicide. Right, right. I, oh, yeah, I
0: understand. I and I think I agree with you. I think I would force feed them. But what a mess! And 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 it's worth mentioning that the United States has captured innocent people and put them in prison for over ten years. Mm-hmm. So that's it. I'm done with that because there's too many other things to talk about.
1: Uh, I wanted to get on the record for stop and frisk since we hadn't hadn't right. talked about that. Okay, against That's it, good... <laughs> um... and I actually I'm disappointed because it makes me feel like uh, we're in Arizona or something with dr- draconian, stupid ass, uh, uh, right. uh, uh prejudicial legislation in place that, yeah, may very well yield some benefits, but it it's obvious that the stop and frisk was used in a uh, profiling right. banner. Banner. Right.
0: Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I agree with you. It's the Mussolini made the trains run on time Mm
1: -hmm. argument, you know. uh, It does seem uh, to me to be in the same ilk as the Arizona show your uh, uh, citizenship papers.
0: Yeah, and some people would say worse than that because they are physically molesting innocent people. Mm -hmm. And and, uh, according to the statistics, uh, based on race – and um people are offended by it the the mayor who is an interesting character because he's uh has so many liberal uh, government control type policies you know the government doing for people right up to how much soda they drink <laughs> would would do this uh draconian um you know sort of I don't know. I guess maybe it does make sense. He's a governmental overlord kind of a person, and uh, this is a governmental overlord kind of a
1: process. Mm -hmm. Well... If you stop and frisk every single person, you'll probably catch some guilty people and find some guns. But I don't think I want every single person frisked <laughs> for no reason. Oh, the, right. Oh, there was a – somebody held up a gas station. They were described as a white male in their late 30s. It was 5'10". Uh, yeah. You know, it's like, okay, that's that describes an awful lot of people. <laughs> they – I don't know if if you recall, but they did that
0: in a, in a village up here near me, uh, a little college town. They somebody was um, mugged. I don't remember whether it was a rape or a robbery or something. They were attacked, and the person said, you know, it was a black young man, and they literally went around stopping every black young man's... You know, and trying to i, I don't even remember how they—they they investigated them, other than they just stopped them specifically because they were black.
1: Well, I remember uh, when I, in my younger days, when I was uh, going to school uh, at uh, the university, and I was the studi- student body president. An incident occurred where some furniture was stolen out of one of the dorm rooms. Yeah. And there was credible evidence that it was at, it was stolen by these people and they took it to their, their home, you know, right? uh, college students. And uh, they went to the judge to get a search warrant and the judge wouldn't give them a search warrant because they, he didn't feel that uh, they didn't know it wasn't in the dorm. So to, to satisfy the judge, they went and searched every student's room, whether they were there or not, used the pass key, opened up everybody's room, went in and looked for this furniture. So they violated uh, 380 students' <laughs> uh, rooms, not not to mention that some of them right. like, had 3 or 4 people in it because they didn't want to violate the one person's rights right. to get the thing. And I went ballistic and uh, luckily in my position I had access to a attorney and the attorney... <laughs> <laughs> <went> and ensued? <laughs> yeah, and we won. Right, right.
0: Well, yeah, we won a could.
1: dollar. Okay, that wasn't <laughs> the point. You know, It wasn't a monetary right. thing. But the point was is to violate hundreds of people's rights to try to catch one person. It's a little thought- it's
0: not not what we're about, right? It, it that's against uh, it's against uh-huh. the, the our American principles. I, I want to say equal protection, but I don't think that's okay. it. So I want to put
1: a check by that. Stock been first, bad. Okay.
0: Yeah. Okay. Go ahead.
1: Go ahead. Um, um, de Blasio, who I've never heard of,
0: uh, it won the Democratic primary and arguably doesn't need to have a runoff. Will, will be the New York City mayor when he runs against a Republican who there were two Republicans running. One of them was a caricature of a businessman and one of them if i remember correctly was a man who said it was okay to let the subway trains run over kittens
1: yeah well that was <laughs> i saw that one that that was pretty you're you're boned He's... when they, if you stop beating <laughs> your wife question you know yeah,
0: well, and that's what it was. He was he was in a bad mess, but he he showed no artfulness as a politician, and and the city is you know eighty percent Democrat anyway. So this guy is going to be the mayor of New York, and it's interesting that we've gone from Giuliani, who was a staunch Republican, anti crime guy, and what's his name? Bloomberg.
1: <laughs> Bloomberg. Who we don't know what he is.
0: Well, he first was a Republican, and then then he was an independent. I'd
1: call him an opportunist, but that's okay, <laughs> as far yeah, as politics is concerned.
0: I think politically, that's probably fair, but it, it it suggests somehow something nefarious, and he's too
1: friggin' rich to, you know, to be a, a typical opportunist. Yeah, I meant a political opportunist. He right, he, right. He doesn't seem overly nefarious to me, and
0: no, and so he's kind of he's kind of an old-fashioned new york left-leaning republican and now we we have a down and out uh, people's advocate liberal who's going to be the mayor of new york and i'm curious to see how it goes because uh, one of the things i've i've heard about some college professor who came, came up with the theory that giuliani espoused about you got to stop ignoring the small crimes and he went after vandalism and graffiti mm-hmm. and and basically showed that you know he wasn't going to accept certain things that other people felt were too expensive mm-hmm. to fight like the window washers in the roads that had gotten so bad that there was a, this vague intimidation of somebody running up to you at a stop sign, washing your window, and then sticking their hands out saying, you know, you owe me for cleaning your windshield. Mm-hmm. And uh, that kind of stuff was all ended under Giuliani, who's was a big anti-crime guy. And then, and then uh, Bloomberg took over and sort of extended it to a nanny state, and then now we've got this guy.
1: Yeah. Uh we'll see. <laughs> I'm more interested in what happens in Detroit right now, but...
0: Well, yeah, I've heard that the, there was a federal court that, that stayed the... Um,
1: bankruptcy. The, is,
0: bankruptcy, thank you. Um, what do you think about
1: that? Well, I, I don't know enough about it, but uh, it's, it's intriguing to me that whenever things get bad, they take stuff away from middle-class poor people, you know?
0: Yeah, well, uh, and... Not that I wanted to bring this up as a topic, but since we're flying through, (laughs) raising the minimum wage, I think is a good idea. I think that that the idea that you can go to work forty hours and make seven bucks an hour, and uh, you know try to raise children and and have to file for
1: food stamps and uh, rent support,
0: (laughs) and it just—I want to say for the record once again—that the idea that money trickles down is simply wrong. You put money in the hands of the poor people, and it'll end up with the rich people anyway. There's no reason to give rich people money. That's a side note. Mm-hmm. Um, got a lot of things here I want to squeeze in. Maybe I'll save the Federal Reserve for next week. Uh, there's the whole thing about who's going to be the next chair of mm-hmm. the Federal Reserve.
1: I think it's interesting that uh, credit card companies are offering zero-rate cards right now. I didn't know that. Yeah.
0: Just... For transaction fees they, they no, it's will benefit.
1: zero rate uh, loans essentially for the first 18 months
0: oh and then they
1: then you have to start paying but I don't know what that interest is but it it has a lot to do with the fact that uh, um, interest rates are so low they can finance these these things at one percent and
0: right if, well yeah if people so...
1: use their card they still get you know six seven percent transaction free fee from uh, merchant right. so
0: right that's what I was saying and, and it just goes to show you that the 14%, 17% rate cards that they're using are, Oh, they're
1: outrageous. It should
0: be criminalized. Yeah. Uh, to finish off, I, I would like to do this list that I found of the five books most lied about. Oh,
1: really? <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay. um And you and I spoke just before the show about our predictions for the National Football League. And would you care to make public who you think will be in the Super Bowl? Yeah, I
1: I picked the Manning Bowl. Uh, Denver and the Giants.
0: And I, on the other hand, picked the Giants and Denver.
1: Oh, okay. Well, (laughs) you're wrong.
0: (laughs) We're going to find out tomorrow when we have round one round round two i guess well the giants
1: always lose the first one they they get everybody's hopes up and then crush them
0: right and then at the last minute they find a way to
1: before we do the uh uh liar liar pants on fire um i just wanted to do a shout out to science Uh,
0: always always (laughs) want to do a shout out to science. my, my
1: favorite uh space probe there uh officially from nasa uh, voyager is now in interstellar space.
0: Yay. Uh, <laughs> and we're still able to yep. talk to it and, yep. and it, it is the heliopause that it is crash
1: pause sphere whatever. Yep.
0: So <laughs> you know, I honestly am enthusiastic about this story. I think it's it's very exciting, particularly for the people in our generation who remember when it was launched. And you know it, maybe someday it will be the star of its own Star Trek movie.
1: <laughs> it could be <laughs> <laughs> well, it's um, still the only space probe that we sent out there that took pictures of uh, Neptune and Uranus Jupiter no nope. Neptune and uh, Uranus.
0: You're such an elegant person. I will leave that one alone because the joke is too easy and too often. <laughs> um so. I guess we'll have to leave also for next week my review of Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk. It's a really popular, popular book right now. Anybody that uh, wants to read it, you you can recommend reading it this week, and then you can tell me why my review of it's bad next week.
1: (laughs) I just got a Kindle Fire, so I've got about 85,000 books to read right now.
0: Ah, yeah. I love the Kindle Fire. It's a great system. You can listen to a book. You can read it. You can spend all of your time playing Fruit Ninja, which (laughs) is what I do when I get my hands on my sister's Kindle Fire. (laughs) Have you played Fruit Ninja?
1: No, I've been reading books.
0: Ah, well, that's wise. Stay away from Fruit Ninja. My
1: wife is avid, and and she's got... (sighs) I I could be reading from now until five years from now and not catch up to all the stuff she's read.
0: Yeah, that's right. She always was a big reader. Since and fast. and you're
1: reading, reading, or
0: or listening, reading, reading, reading. All right. Well, um, interested to hear what you have to say when you get around to it. Right now, to to finish the show, I got this from the Daily News, believe it or not, in a story about people. Telling lies about books they've read to impress people. And this is the the list of the top five books that people lie about having read. You want to take a guess? We'll go uh, fifth to to first. I don't know.
1: War and Peace?
0: War and Peace is number two on the list.
1: Very good. I never read it.
0: (laughs) I never read it either. Yeah, you know, I just tell the truth about these. The number one, uh, the, the fifth book on the list is 1984. Oh gosh! Everybody's read that, haven't they? It they made us read it in school. Yeah. Huh. I, I suppose people lie about. <laughs> yeah, they probably didn't. <laughs> but unless I miss my guess, you really enjoyed that. Book.
1: Oh yeah, it was very good.
0: Fascinating political, a fascinating book about the the control of a mm-hmm. population and the lies uh, and it's, doublespeak.
1: It's uh, a. A cultural necessity to read that book. It's
0: a cultural necessity. It's it's a classic. It's relevant today. Mm-hmm. Uh, the date is is irrelevant.
1: Uh, the number
0: three book on oh, the no list. Number
1: four. Number four is *War and Peace*. Oh, okay.
0: Okay. Uh, number three is *Great Expectations*. Never read that. No, it's *Great Expectations*. I think it's one of those Jane Eyre,
1: nineteenth-century. Uh, I I don't know. I never read it. (laughs) Well, I got to admit it was on my college reading list, and uh, I never got to it. Yeah,
0: I never had to read it, and it never sounded interesting to me. I
1: didn't have to. It was just on the list of suggested books that you should have read. Now, among your
0: friends and relatives, all of them probably, I'm sure your sister has read the number four book on the list. Well, number two book, I guess, if you're counting backwards. Mm -hmm. The Lord of the Rings. Oh sure, yeah. I I don't think I know anybody who hasn't read it, mm-hmm. which is a backwards way of saying everybody I know read it. Mm-hmm. My sister told me she reads it every year.
1: Uh, I've read it twice. Yeah,
0: I wouldn't mind if I did, but I've read it. Uh, I I don't know. Um, uh, why lie about it? <laughs> anyway, and the number one book that people. Lie about having read. Do you want to take a shot? I,
1: I, I gave you my uh, whole wad there with War and Peace. Uh,
0: okay. Catcher in the Rye.
1: Uh, that's another one I've never read.
0: I read it and totally forgot Supposedly
1: it, it was really dirty. But that was in context of the uh, time period.
0: The 1960s. I heard someone talking about it. Because there's a new movie out called Salinger. Mm-hmm. And uh, I heard in, in the conversation about Salinger that at some point the character lead character in catch on the ride is it's a prostitute
1: another book that uh probably would have made some kind of mention in there and this is a interesting situation catch 22
0: yeah uh i started to read it and then didn't finish it and watch the movie well
1: i have i've you can't have a middle did you read it or not read it but i do okay so i, yeah. I bought uh we were driving back from florida my parents and we went to a bookstore and bought some books to read on the way back and i bought catch 22
0: yeah. and
1: uh i read it and it was really weird right right and i got done with it and i said this is a really disgusting book i mean why is it considered so great and my mom looked at it and somebody had taken a porno book <laughs> <laughs> and glued right. on catch 22 on the cover and I thought, and, I, uh, and I, I'd i heard it was a really kind of, you know, and I read the whole oh, book, book right. and I'm 14. <laughs> and my mom, like, freaked out. <laughs> so, did I read Catch-22 or not, you know? <laughs>
0: you did not read it. No. no. <laughs> but it it was interesting because it was an anti-war book Yeah. Uh, after World War II. Well,
1: I later went on and actually read it, but... Uh, it, it was just funny to me. As I'm reading this book, I'm trying to figure out why it was a great book. <laughs> <laughs> but you read the
0: whole thing because it was interesting.
1: Well, I thought, you know, you got to read these things. <laughs> I learned a lot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's time to play the music, I think. If you can grab a circle in your hands and twist it, that's it.